Election College, Episode 20, Manifest Destiny and the Election of 1844. In this episode of Election College, Texas causes some issues, his accidency is irrelevant, and the Whigs try it again. Let's throw a political party. Face it, the political scene sucks, but did it always? It's time for election college, and class is in session. Now, your hosts, Jason Goff and Ben Smith. Hey everyone, I'm Jason Goff. And I'm Ben Smith. And thanks for joining us for yet another episode of Election College. Let's get into it. So we've got Tyler, his accidency, my favorite presidential nickname of them all. (laughs) (laughs) And he is not really that popular of a guy. He's alienated quite a few people. Yeah, he becomes president as a Whig, but then he decides that he is so pro-states rights and doesn't really agree with a bunch of the other stuff that the Whigs believe. Hey, and he says, this is what I believe. This is who I am. In all fairness, though, he originally was a Democratic Republican, and there were some political maneuverings that happened, and he ended up becoming a Whig, at least in name. Uh, Part of that was he disliked Andrew Jackson so much, he didn't want to be a Democratic Republican really anymore. So he's like, I guess I'll be a Whig for now. And then that changed. Yeah, so the Whigs hate him, and pretty much his whole cabinet resigns, and they override his vetoes in Congress. And this is actually the first time this is ever done. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. There's a part built into the Constitution that says Congress wants something, and then the president has the ability to say yes or no. And then if the president says no, Congress can overrule him. But that'll probably never happen uh, <laughs> unless unless you're his accidency. It'll happen to you. <laughs> Poor guy. So the Whigs publicly denounce him and say he isn't part of the party anymore. You think they kicked him out? I definitely <laughs> like, they kicked him out. He's out of the banquet hall crying. They at least removed him off the plaque in the front lobby or something. Oh, yeah. poor guy. Well, even worse, they try to have him impeached. And this is the first impeachment attempt. It does fail, but just barely. Just barely. So if you're going to leave the Whigs, so let them go. Yeah. And uh, what about the Democrats? You think they're going to embrace him and say, hey, Johnny. <laughs> Well, unfortunately, the Democrats do not really embrace Tyler anymore either, but it's okay because he doesn't embrace them. So, hey, why not try to be independent? That's what you do, right? That's that's what everybody does these days. Just be independent if nobody likes you. Yeah, yeah, that's respectable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he tries a few things, including annexing Texas, because you know what to do when you want to become <laughs> independent. <laughs> you say, don't mess with Texas. Yeah, so... He he tries a few things, he, including annexing Texas, and he does, uh, simply to try and leave himself a good legacy. Right. And there's also this manifest destiny idea that's out there. And manifest destiny is pretty much the belief that we not only could expand, but that we were destined to do mm. so. Mm, I'm your density. That always Destiny always reminds me of <laughs> Back to the Future when... When he said, when when uh, Marty's dad says, "I'm your density." Sorry. Uh, <laughs> so, 
man, let's just let's just go west, young man, right? Yeah. So we're expanding westward like crazy. All kinds of towns are being settled. Um, we're pushing Native Americans out of their homes and telling them what to do. When they don't listen, we're killing them. <sighs> we're kicking butts all over the place. And when Mexico says they don't like it, we say, hey, screw you, Mexico. <laughs> we're going to go to war with you, too. Yeah, and again, a big part of that action was Texas. The The annexation of Texas is a huge deal in this election, both as something that actually happened and as part of the the platforms that people ran on. And so uh, back in 1836, when our boy Marty was president, Texas actually fought for and won its independence. Great, right? Yeah, they were part of Mexico, and they're like, okay, we're leaving. And Marty's like, all right, we'll bring you into the Union. That's cool. Yeah, but oh, Mexico, they're, they're not going to go with that. They refused to recognize that Texas was free, and they threatened war against the U.S. if they were to try and claim it. Can you imagine that? Like, <laughs> uh, we don't really know you guys that well in Texas, but we want you. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And if people who are like you who want to accept you into their country, we're going to fight to make you stay with us. <laughs> I'm confused. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the U.S. doesn't try it. They figure, well, okay, we'll go ahead and, and escape this war for now until 1844. And Tyler thinks, uh, nobody really likes me. This will help me look better. And so they annex Texas, or they, they go towards annexing te- Texas. And Mexico doesn't declare war, but things are not particularly good between the two countries at all. Hey, it's like the Cold War original mm-hmm. edition. There should be a board game. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> the real U.S. struggle over Texas is not at all about adding it as a state to the Union. It is, like most things at this point, a struggle about slavery. So this battle has, I just realized, this battle has like three sides. You've got, well, four sides, really. You've got Mexico, who says, don't take them. They're ours. We've got Texas, who says, we're not theirs. Have us. We've got the North, who says, we don't want them, because they'll make it slave-heavy in the U.S. And the South is like, bring them on over, because it'll help us all. So there's like four different factions fighting here yeah have you seen that where texas has had like so many different sovereign nations rule over it and itself being a sovereign nation that they're like they've been a part of the u.s they've been part of the confederacy they've been part of mexico they've been france i have not seen that but that is interesting it's like texas no wonder they're so independent (laughs) that's where they got the phrase don't mess with that with Texas, because so many people did. Right, you have yeah. to say Texas. Texas. Sorry, I've never. I don't think. I don't think I've ever been to Texas. You have never been to Texas. It's like one of the few states I've never been to. That in North Dakota, but why? It. it you need to go to Texas. <laughs> I do need to go. To it's Texas. like a whole other country. I'm named. Well, not named after, but part of my name comes from Texas. So true that. Yeah. Hey, so Texas is this huge slave region. And the South, like I mentioned before, sees this incredible potential in increasing production of goods and crops and harvests. And they're like, Texas would really, really boom our economy. Is anybody counting how many times we've said Texas so far? Uh, if you count how many times we say Texas in this episode, send us a message and we will retweet it. That's your prize. Yeah. 
Texas. That's all I could think of on the Texas. spot. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they're they're all like, "Hey, we want to be part of the U.S." and because they're feeling kind of vulnerable. Yeah, absolutely. And Mexico didn't allow slavery, and they were a very pro-Catholic country. And most people from the north were not really keen on adding Texas to the union, like we said, because of what it could mean for future slave states, as well as then the scales would be tipped in the balance towards the pro-slave state interests. Can't have that, for sure. Hey, do you want to talk about the election? Uh, I I suppose. Basically, all the candidates have to have a position on Texas, right? So, yeah. Yeah, we should talk about the candidates, I guess. Hey, you remember Moiti? Moiti? Moiti's back. Moody Van Buren. Yeah, so he's a Democrat. He's the former president. He loses to Tyler, but he still wants a piece of the pie. Yeah, basically in the primaries, Marty was going to run, and then he ended up, uh, Tyler was going to run against him, but nobody likes Tyler, spoiler alert, so we'll get to that. But uh, yeah, he just doesn't make it out. But anyway, when when Tyler made his treaty uh, about Texas, it really did strain relations even more uh, with Marty and Marty really saw this as his death warrant being signed. But little did he know. Andy Jack. Remember him? I do remember him. Okay, so yeah. Andy Jack, he's chilling out over at the Hermitage in Nashville. He says, hey, Jacksonian Democrats, block Marty from the ticket. He says, they need to go find a candidate to fully commit to the annexation of Texas. Texas. Uh, Marty's support is incredibly fractured at this point and some people love him some people hate him some people forgot all about him from when he was president and he's trying to be diplomatic and he wants to just slowly introduce states rather than all at once so that you know things don't get too crazy and that moderation apparently never gets anybody anywhere and he doesn't win the nomination yeah so when something like that happens here comes the dark horse james polk he's a democrat and during the convention, they were having a tough time agreeing on somebody. And That's never happened before. No, or, no, yeah. It probably will never happen again. Yeah. And George Bancroft from Massachusetts, he proposes Polk because Polk is a former House Speaker. And nobody knows anything about him. So Polk is all about getting Texas. And he says, hey, Oregon, uh, which at the time was a disputed territory – Let's make sure that we know exactly where you begin, where you end, and make sure you're a part of us. So at the convention, there were eight ballots cast, and none of them were conclusive. Until George Bancroft steps up and says, how about this other guy, this poke poke guy that none of us have ever heard of? Uh, And they're like, all right, sure. And so... (laughs) They're so sure of a candidate none of them really knew that they <laughs> accepted him unanimously. Great. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. And they they were like, hey, Polk, that's that's kind of a short, uh, catchy name. Let's nominate Silas Wright because Silas Wright sounds like a cool name. That is kind of a cool it name. It is really a cool name, yeah. Uh, he's a senator from New York. And they say, hey, Cy, uh, come be the VP. And he loves Marty. And so he's like, no. Thanks. That's the first time that's ever happened. Yeah. Yep. He declines the nomination of vice president because he doesn't want to kind of go against Marty Van Buren. Yeah. I guess that wasn't really going against him. Like, it's not like he's running for the same spot, but. Yeah. Have you ever thought about the phrase dark horse? 
I have not thought about it, but I'm thinking about it now. Think about how terrifying, a, like, the, the idea, I think, I could be wrong, but I think the idea is it's like a, a horse that you didn't see coming, coming out of nowhere. And then, boom! Because he's so dark. <laughs> Can you imagine how terrifying that is? That would be frightening. So James Polk is like the most terrifying president ever, is what I got from this. Yo! So, wig party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, here comes Henry Clay. I have no idea what this is going <laughs> to turn out to be. So, they're like, should we run Henry Clay again? Um, or what about Henry Clay? Yeah, maybe we could... Maybe we could call up that guy Henry Clay and see if he's available. Okay. Um, yeah. Let's do it. Henry Clay. Everybody knows Henry Clay's name at this point. They've not voted for him several times. <laughs> and they're positive Henry Clay is going to get a landslide victory. Even Henry Clay is positive he's going to get a landslide victory. Well, of course he is because he's basically against the annexation bill that Tyler introduces and he and his his wisdom says that it will provoke a war with Mexico, and nobody wants a war with Mexico. Never. Nope. So Clay says that even if Mexico consents, he will still block the annexation if there is substantial opposition, which there is, anywhere in the U.S. Yeah, so basically, okay, so Texas wants to be part of us. Mexico says they're cool with them being part of us. But if anybody in the U.S. doesn't like it, we're not going to do it. Can you imagine if that's how we ran foreign policy now? (laughs) Man. So the Democratic Party, they know that Clay, after all of these attempts, has a pretty good shot at winning, right? Mm -hmm. So they do what all good politicians do and start blasting him. (laughs) In the South, they say, well, he's a dark-skin-loving abolitionist. So forget him. And in the North, they say he is a debauched, dueling, gambling, womanizing, irreligious hypocrite with no principles. And John Tyler had been running up to this point, but he, he they backed him out. And basically, they're like, hey, John Tyler, um, shh, if you say anything, we're going to lose. So just be quiet. I, I really <laughs> have to think that they're president's modern day that they could use that advice or (laughs) not president's modern day but candidate's modern day they could use that advice (laughs) so so the Whig party they're Mm -hmm. all about attacking polk and they call him a radical and if you look at his picture which we'll have up on instagram um yeah he looks like a a long-haired radical (laughs) (laughs) and they also said that clay would tighten up immigration and naturalization laws which the Whigs liked but probably wasn't true, which that's the question for uh-huh. me. Um, where do you build the wall with Mexico mm. in the 1840s? That's a where great, does that go up? That's a great question. I wonder if they had a wall and they were like, "Oh, we don't need this. We're friends now." Yeah, and then you know, no, I'm sure they didn't. That was somebody's going to write in and say, "No, you idiots. There was never a wall." <laughs> <laughs> um, we don't have access to Google. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> hey, you know what? Every good election needs a third or even a fourth party candidate. So that's a great idea. Why not the Liberty Party? And I like that Liberty. <sighs> ding. Yeah. Wait. What's the Liberty Party? I've I've never heard of that one before. Yeah, they. I think they had a bell. Uh huh. Oh, okay. So it was just just the bell. Uh, yeah. Okay. And so they nominate James Bernie. Remember him? Uh, of of course. 
So. so the Liberty Party is this group of abolitionists, and they're all about anti-slavery, and they nominate James Burney. And, man, there are so many people in the country at this point that really, really, really like the idea of no more slavery. He's just super popular because of that. He gets 2.3% of the popular vote, which, mind you, with so many major parties being there, uh, that's a pretty good percentage. And he actually got 8% of the vote in Massachusetts, New Hampshire, and Vermont. Yeah, not bad. Hey, you remember Joseph Smith? Uh, I remember him from other stuff, but not from the podcast. Yeah, well, guess what? What? He's a Mormon. Okay. A Latter-day Saint. Okay. He runs as an independent. All right. So he's all about selling public lands and decreasing the size and salary of Congress Hey, let's close the prisons, annex Texas, Oregon, and parts of Canada, secure international rights on the seas, and establish better free trade, and reestablish the National Bank. Man, he has a lot of ideas, lots of things going for him. I mean, it sounds like a lot of people could get on board with this because he's for so many things, but... You know what happens when you're for a lot Yeah, it doesn't really work out for him. Mm -mm. Yeah, so he gets thrown in jail. Uh Uh-huh. And I think it was like a peace. Was it like a peaceful protest or something? I forget why he got thrown in jail. I don't think it was because he was like like was a criminal necessarily as we would define it today. You could probably Google that too. I probably could, but but we're recording. Yeah. So, so he gets thrown in jail and gets killed by a mob. Yeah. So, so that's kind of that's going to kind of rule him out of the race. Yeah. So you want to talk about the results? Yes, I do. The Democrats got a 20% increase in voter turnout, which is absolutely insane. Yeah, and the Whigs, hey, you'd be pretty happy to grow by 4%, right? Yeah. But, I mean, the Democrats just really had all of it going for them. They won in Michigan, Illinois, and Indiana. They almost took Ohio. And that whole thing of manifest destiny, it played a huge role in all of this. What do you think? If you had a child, would you name him or her manifest destiny uh i have a child and i didn't name it manifest destiny and i have another one coming and we're trying to decide on a name but that one has never come up hey i think you need to really think about that maybe my next child would be named manifest destiny (laughs) (laughs) and my wife would kill me okay Uh, so clay loses somehow to every state in the south he loses them to polk but he does get most of the middle and border south states. So that's pretty good. I mean, that's all right. Yeah. I mean, he's got to feel pretty good about that. And James Polk gets 1,339,000. I'm not reading this. 39,490, not three, not five, but four votes. So that's 49.5% of the popular vote, which is 170 electoral votes. So he pretty much rocks the electoral college. And we give you those numbers to show that Henry Clay only got 1.3 million and four. Oh, sorry. 1 million, 300,000 and four votes, which is 48.1%. Only 1.4% behind Polk, but he only gets 105 electoral votes as compared to the 170. So you can see how even though he is not not a whole lot less popular than Polk, he loses the election by a lot 
Yeah, so the electoral college is pretty important. Hey, and you remember James Burney? Yep, now I remember him because we talked about him finally. Yeah. Ding, the bell, Liberty Bell. Yeah. See, mm-hmm. everybody's going to remember that now. James Burney, ding. Yeah, he gets 62,000 votes, but that was very, very important because it swayed a huge, big lot of the people away from the Henry Clay camp. So. Yeah. Henry Clay very well could have been president, uh, given the right circumstances, if James Burney hadn't been in the picture. Yeah. Hey, remember Dallas? Dallas, Texas. Texas. So George M. Dallas becomes the vice president, and Texas is a state. All right. So we've got James Polk and George Dallas as president and vice president. And there is a lot to say about James Polk. He... Um, is a really interesting guy. He did a lot for expansion in the U.S. We'll talk about him a little bit more in the next episode. But his legacy is kind of tainted, and his death never gets recognized by the U.S. officially. We'll talk about that. He was on the side of the South. There is this really interesting uh, book about him. I listened to a good portion of it. It's called A Country of Vast Designs. And it's all about Manifest Destiny and how he expanded the Union and the Mexican War. It, it covers a lot of other history in that time era, too. If you want to get an audio book of that book, or any other book, really, for that matter, you can go to electioncollege.com slash audible. You get one free credit, one free month where you get discounts on other books. And you can try to listen to audiobooks for free. Uh, you can cancel any time during your trial. You won't get charged. And you'll have a free audiobook to keep for the rest of your life or until audio is destroyed by the machines. (laughs) Hey, you know what, Ben? I really think that you and the missus need to really consider Manifest Destiny. I like that. Manifest Destiny Smith. Mm -hmm. We can call him or her Manny. Right. And I don't know. Maybe we should open up to the listeners. Maybe the listeners should (laughs) name your next child. All right, listeners, if you have suggestions for a name, we don't know if it's a boy or a girl because uh, we thought that'd be fun to find out uh, when it came out. So let me know what you think I should name my child, and I will probably ignore it unless it's really cool. And I'm willing to take up bids to sell naming rights. Yeah, that's totally fine. That's what good cousins do. That's right. So I think that's it for this episode. We've talked extensively about nothing once again (laughs) i'm just kidding hopefully you've learned something um but be sure to check us out at electioncollege.com you can listen to the show you can see a few articles we've written there and uh you know we also spent a lot of time designing the website so why not check it out yep anything else about the election of 1844 no all right then if you want to follow us throughout the week, oh, the election of 1844 uh, was the last election to take place on multiple different days in different states. So, hey, guy who reviewed us a while ago and said that, oh, you called it the election of eight, nine, 1789, but it was really 88. Well, it went into 89 as well. So, yeah, we giggled it. Yeah. Hey, like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and leave us a review on iTunes. This is Ben. And this is Jason. And thank you very much for listening. See you next time.